everyone. Welcome to the Vocal Code Unlocked podcast. Um, today I'm joined with the lovely Katie Holmes Smith. How are you today? Hello, darling. I'm always here, right by your side. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> um, well, today we're going to talk to um, two amazing colleagues of ours. Um, it's a bit early for us. Um, <laughs> it's the earliest podcast we've done so far, but it's so worth it. Um, we are talking to the amazing dancer choreographer Ashley Wallam and amazing dancer choreographer Jen Griffin and we Katie and I know them from working with Kylie Minogue and some um, other projects they have so graciously given us their time today and I know it's not vocals no it's not music but they play an integral role in what we do and putting amazing incredible shows together you're also in film and we just really wanted to kind of hear their journey um, and hope it inspires you listening today. So let's welcome Ashley. Hi Ashley, how are you? Hi, I like how you introduced me as dancer choreographer. I like oh. that. I'm very good, early, but all good. <laughs> and my beautiful Jen, how are you? Hello, my loves. I'm good, thank you. Very happy to be here. Thanks for asking. Wicked, it's, it's, our, it's our pleasure to have you. <laughs> on our podcast <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've sound up we're joking no we're not we're, we're really very honored um, and where are you guys because obviously all we can see is that you're sat at home obviously people listening aren't going to be able to see you but um yeah where are you are you at home yeah back in back in london at home and we've just kind of started <gasps> to go back to work which is exciting Hooray! Yeah. 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 Very exciting. we're getting ready just to go today actually Easy. Can you kind of tell us what you're working on? Go on, Ashley. Yeah, so we shot a film for Netflix, a new musical um, with uh, Forrest Whitaker and Anika um, Nonny Rose. And um, it's like a Christmas original musical film. And we're kind of just doing all the like ADR um, vocal stuff over the top for the da- all the dance sequences and stuff like that. So technically we're vocalists. Okay, well, there you go. Well, I'll take it all back. <laughs> vocalists, dancers, choreographers, actors. I thought it was just yesterday when we started, I was like, oh, it's mostly going to be my feet. But then as the day went on, it was like, can we get all like, you know, the crowd, because there's big crowd scenes. Can we do the crowd talking in the background? And obviously you don't have a script, so you're just having to make it up. I, th- I cannot tell you what I was saying, but they were like, and now... And then Ash would point at you and be like, laugh, laugh now. And you're just all, ah! <laughs> like, just out of nowhere. And by the end of the day, I was like, oh, I could not do this. I was like, I'm going to have to go and have vocal rest. <laughs> right, it was Love it. You're going to need a steamer soon. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm going to need oh, my boy. pot. <laughs> that is brilliant. <laughs> all right, well. Let's let's dive in. So let's just go from the top, I guess. Um, how did you get into the industry? And do you think there's a specific route to take to kind of get into what you guys do now? I started dancing at a, like a young age. And I suppose ever since I started dancing, I ended up kind of choreographing, used to teach. I choreographed on different jobs, like help choreographers out all that kind of stuff. And then, I don't know, I never really, um, people are different. Some people set plans and are like, I want to go into this and I'm going to do that. 
I never really set a plan. It just kind of really happened organically, I suppose. And I suppose if you really love doing something, you kind of make it happen in your own way, subconsciously, I think. I think that's what happened to me. So I just started dancing. I used to choreograph a lot of different um, uh, stuff. And then the main thing, I did a video, a Will Young video ages ago with the director and that kind of, from there, it just kind of went in and got more jobs and blah, 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 that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm not so different from you. Like I started when I was three uh, dancing and this is what I find weird because when people say to me, oh, you're, I know you said dancer choreographer. I don't choreograph. I flourish what Ashley makes and we make things together, but it's all Ashley stuff. It's just me going, babe, why don't we do maybe this? And then we'll have a big discussion or we won't and we'll just make up the most random things that we can think of in our head and he makes them not look so random and then always like what what counts that and i'll, I'll jenny's know, the I'll brains hey jenny's the brains right. i'm the mathematician yeah. what number is that that's a four that's on the eight or i like to do the the, the musical counts as well because jenny can I know sing that too Oh, damn. She can sing. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just waiting to pounce on everyone. No, <laughs> but, um, I started really young. I started really young dancing. And I think when people see something great or like something that's good in you, they, they push you. And, and I wanted to push myself anyway, because I'm very small in stature, but I'm, I'm very big in personality. So I kind of thought I was the biggest person in the room and just pushed a bit harder than I think I would have. Mm. <laughs> So I just push, um, I don't think there's necessarily a um, one route to get into the, uh, this business. Anyway, it's just, you have to find your, your way in. There isn't, there isn't a template. You just have to, you just have to push a bit harder than the next person in the way that is ideal yeah. for you. Interesting. Like we, we spoke to um, Craig Stein recently and he was um, reminiscing about an audition situation. Um, I think it was for Robbie Williams's um, swing tour. And he said, yeah, everyone was going for blood. And it was like, yeah, you know, five, six, seven, eight, everyone starts dancing. And it's like, yeah, number five, you're cut. You know, it's all very <laughs> cutthroat. Someone sees something, you don't know what they're looking for. I was never the dancer that got into the audition. You could almost tell back in the day that when you walked in the room, there would be at least five people that they're already looking at them because of how they, they're like their aesthetic, they're like, oh my God, they look amazing. And I'm like, well, she don't have to do much. She's already in. I wasn't that one. And I think Ashley will always go as well. Like we were always the ones right at the end of the audition looking like drowned rats. Like we've been there for eight hours. And it kind of, I think I kind of got to the point where I was like, wow, she's, she's still here round 10. Wow. Yeah. You got the job. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. That, I mean, I, I don't know about Adatone, but that really surprised me. Obviously, I've, I've only known you, um, Jen and Ash, uh, recently through your professional careers. I would never, and I've had the honour of being able to share a stage with you and work under your choreography, but I would never have, I mean, you guys just look like you would have been the ones to walk into the audition room and just pick up the job. I mean, dance-wise, I think... I think we do good first, don't we? <laughs> yeah, I think, um, yeah, I suppose, it, oh gosh, I don't know. I suppose it's you're either the kind of the really good looking six foot guy <laughs> that you book all. That That's was, you, her. That wasn't me. <laughs> I was, you're, 
you're both really attractive and you've got amazing bodies and you dance incredibly like how that doesn't make sense to me because I'm like looking at these two beautiful human beings yeah it didn't really like bother me though because it's you kind of got to get to a point where you go well that's just not me and you end up doing what works for you kind of thing like I don't know yeah I'd never sit there like sometimes you go oh god I wish I kind of was that but I'm really happy for doing it the way I I mean obviously I I would love to be you know Claudia Schiffer you know nice and tall and getting all the leggy jobs but I'm not I'm a very small person (laughs) but I'm glad that I worked as hard as I did and got down to all the end of the auditions because then you know when I look through my career I'm like i worked my butt off for absolutely every single bit that I got so it's that was my that was how yeah. I got into it and that's how I, how proud I am of how I got into it um it makes you both really resilient then so we deal with a lot of rejection in, in, yeah. in the industry but your sector literally sounds like if you get cut it's you just got to get over it and then get on to the next thing you don't have time yeah. you've just got to if you dwell on it too much, it's just, it's too heartbreaking, actually. You've just got to try and be secure in who you are and what you do, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you can't dissect yourself too much because you'd never come out of the hole. <laughs> <laughs> the lockdown. You'd never come out of the lockdown. Yeah, you'd <laughs> never. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just on, I'm, I'm an outsider when it comes to the dance world, but um, I know that obviously within the arts, it's well not just the arts I mean you think about modeling and any kind of creative industry is really competitive but I always felt like dance was really was like maybe not the most competitive but it always felt like there was a lot of competition yeah. I'd probably say it would be yeah. because I think there are so many so many people start dancing when they're younger and they want to dance mm-hmm. so you just end up with like you go to auditions and there's hundreds Sometimes yeah. thousands of dancers yeah. for like a tour of six people. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy actually when you think about it. Do you have that in singing? You wouldn't have that, would you? Well, I think that you don't quite. Ha- it's not the same audition process. I think actually, there's yeah. more of a there's more of sort of like a uh, more pre-selected. I think you know it's more about who you're yeah. like. Oh, yeah. I know a singer rather than hundreds yeah, of people standing in, in a row and singing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and you yeah, all have different yeah, voices yeah. as well. Whereas when, when I go into an audition and they're like, Anne, can we have the brunettes, please? And I look down the long line of everybody that looks yeah. exactly the same as me. And we've all got the medium long, you know, like the same length hair. Yeah. And it's like, oh, God. So would you both say, because you are, presumably you had a super successful dance career for many, many years. Um, Ash, you were mentioning back then about the uh, Will Young video that you did and that was would you say that was kind of a turning point for you as a choreographer when totally yeah he's not just an amazing dancer he's actually an amazing choreographer and the same with you Jen so my questions for both of you actually would you say that when you stepped into the more choreography role that was when you started um sort of stepping out of the line a little bit more and becoming a bit more of the go-to people so we did the Will Young video in, we shot it in Sydney, actually. It was your game. And it was with a director called Michael Gracie, who actually did, um, directed The Greatest Showman. Yay. So this video was like 17 years ago, 16 years ago. And um, I think he won a Brit for the song. 
so then record companies kind of just it just kind of really pushed it and then the relationship that i formed with the director just kind of kept going but i used to do um we used to do loads of videos we worked with alicia and uh, we used to do we did a charlotte church one um but i used to still dance and put myself in the videos at the time oh my god please look back and you kind of keep going and then you kind of get to a point where it's like oh you actually can't because you know you've got to be behind the camera and you've got to figure out all the other stuff so it kind of got to a point where oh, okay this is where you've just got to go okay i'm not dancing anymore i'm just going to choreograph but i did it for quite a few years you i was did like some no good cameos no i was like no i'm not giving up yet i'm not giving up yet if anyone <laughs> wants to look back at some of them videos just try and spot ash because there's some yeah. crackers there's some real good uh, ones but we were lucky because of the relationship we formed with michael the director from that we've worked with him for the last 16 years basically which kind of led us to showman yeah well sorry but for anybody listening who might be like sorry they keep mentioning showman can we just can we just need to talk about this please yeah we just need we just need to, a moment of recognition yes yeah. a one minute recognition because i like i don't I, I don't really, in, in, in my industry, in my circles, I don't really get excited about, you know, people like us, we're just, we're mates, we work together, we see each other on a level playing field. But I remember after I realized that you guys had choreographed Greatest Showman, and I remember seeing Jen in a Kylie rehearsal, and I went, Jen, congratulations, oh my gosh. And you looked at me like, uh, and I was like, yeah. Showman. <laughs> and from, I, I just remember, everyone around me watching it and reacting it like even my husband went i dragged him along i said please it was a cold january day and i was like this is film out i really want to see it didn't know you guys were attached to it at this point and i would mm. like everybody else i was just blown away and even my husband was like oh you dragged me along to this musical thing he's gonna hate me for doing an impression he doesn't sound like that um and then he came out the cinema like that was amazing and he doesn't like musicals but it was it was like a moment where I thought, I think I love Ash and Jen. Um, what? <laughs> it was like my one fangirl moment. Oh, thanks. I mean, it was an amazing it was experience. So good. But you, we we'd worked on it for so long with Michael, hadn't we, Ash? It was like seven years it took to kind of get to the point. Seven yeah. years. Yeah, we worked with um, Hugh Jackman on a commercial nine years before Greatest Showman and started talking about it then. So yeah, it went on and on. <laughs> and we just get like little snippets of maybe a song they're thinking of working on. And Michael will be like, Ash, could you get Jen with you and do a duet to this and send it back to us? And we get those for, we get them quite a lot, wouldn't we? And yeah, it took a long time. <laughs> and But then wow. when it actually went ahead, it seemed like it went ahead like, so quick like we went to the last reading in new york where kiala absolutely blew the roof off everybody in the in in the whole place it was just incredible um obviously she's the bearded lady that sings this is me um and then we were like oh my god that's amazing if that doesn't get picked up i, I don't know what more we can do and then like two weeks later it was like and you come into new york here's some flats have a look at this where do you want to be like we were like um Oh, okay. It's happening now. Because <laughs> after seven years, it was like another one single. Yeah. You're just like, oh. I feel like what what Ash created there was something that when 
my grandkids, when your grandkids, when anybody's grandkids watch it in hundreds of years time, they're not going to watch it and go, oh, this is old. I don't want to watch this. They're going to watch it and it's going to still be just as fresh because it didn't have an age on it and it doesn't have any particular sort of time that it's set in. So I, I, I think it was the most oh, perfect. The was, music's it, amazing it as well. And then obviously yeah. coupled with the vocals, it all just came together yeah. in a way that everybody could appreciate it, whether, whether you love the concept of musicals or not everybody i found was just like this even the men then were like yeah <laughs> you know i think actually having hugh jackman makes that a lot too i think for a lot of guys to him being like wolverine is like oh okay i could probably watch this <laughs> <laughs> i like it <laughs> yeah. it's so brilliant it's okay to like musicals yeah it's like Jen, what you were saying about suddenly there was this realization that what you had all created was going to be potentially massive. And obviously we all know it was huge. Do you feel like, and this is a very obvious question to ask right now, but did you feel like that was a extreme turning point for you both? Although you'd been absolutely amazing, even to that point, was it a bit like you'd hit number one in the UK charts and then suddenly you were just offered like <laughs> the next realm of like, um, you know, things were just like you were getting more calls and you had a bit. That'd be a question for Ash because I, I just go with that. Yeah, it, it was funny actually because after we shot it, we came back and obviously it's not out. So you kind of go back to work and I was teaching and just trying to, figure out, you know, what's going on. And then obviously it came out. <laughs> it didn't do that well in the beginning and it was a bit scary. And then obviously it took off. And then I suppose it was a bit like hitting number one in the chart because I probably wouldn't have done, like we were on another film, so much film work because people just kind of call you up and, oh, you did The Greatest Showman. So it kind of, yeah. I must say it has helped a lot <laughs> to say that you've done The Greatest Showman. Yeah, <laughs> the film world. The film world's funny like that. I think people, because you're dealing with such huge, huge budgets of money, they don't have time to kind of. I think people get scared to not have someone that hasn't worked on film. Yeah, it would be like if it was their first job and you they're dealing with a hundred million dollars. Like each day is like three hundred grand, mm -hmm. and if you've got someone that doesn't really know, oh God, what am I going to do? It can be. I think so when you've had quite a bit of experience, I think people just go, oh, okay, right, you've done that. So, you know, it helps with them. And that's the beauty of Ash working with like, and, and me working with Michael, Gracie so much, is that Michael would literally go to Ash, so what do you want to do there? What camera shot do you want there? So when we're in rehearsals, Ashley is running around with this iPhone that he makes look like some cinematic genius. He's running around with this iPhone going, I think I want to go here. And, and Michael really gives him a lot of um, free reign to, to create what he wants. And, I, and it's just adding to more strings to his bow. That's so cool. So you, you so you're a producer. He's as a well cameraman. Now. Oh God, no. I must say though, people actually, even with the music stuff, working with pop stuff as soon as like they people do 
uh, what, what's the word, respect you a bit more, I think, is that the right word? They kind of go, oh, you did The Greatest Showman, which I, which is quite funny because beforehand you, you work with them, oh, yeah, whatever. And then they're kind of like, oh, so you did The Greatest Showman. You have this kind of new, mm. yeah, <laughs> it's weird. It is weird. New firm respect. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's great because it's like you've worked so hard as it, within the business and then all of a sudden, like Katie said, you get this opportunity and it takes you to this other level that you may not have even been expecting. Like, you know, did you ever dream that you'd ever be in such... Dreamt it, but didn't think it would ever come true. I always wanted to do an original musical when I was younger. I was like, because they just never happened, really. Like, they just never were done. So to actually do one that did that well is just, oh, yeah. And not just that well, just cement in the minds of... It's going to be like generations to come. I, I, I still I still get a lump in my throat. I actually can't watch it. Like, I, oh. it makes me want to cry. I mean, I, I cry a lot anyway at movies. As soon as that music starts, that's it. I've, I've gone. But I, I just cry every time <laughs> I watch it because it was so monumental. It's so massive. Mm. I remember the feeling I got watching it just in the cinema. And I, I just, I literally wanted to jump out of my seat. And I used to, back in the day, I used to dance. Um, and it just, it just took me back to that feeling of being on stage and performing. And um, I mean, in more of like a dance uh, capacity, not as a singer, but it was, it, it just, it, it spoke to me, it inspired me. It just really wanted, to, it, it made me want to dance. It made me want to sing. It's, it, and I haven't got that, feeling from films in you know in a long yeah. time it's very rare that happens to me yeah, that's oh good. that's good i love that so good um uh, so when you are working on something like that how do you deal with all the different personalities um because i'm sure as choreographers you know you you dish out your choreography your steps and everything but then how do you actually manage your your team you know what is it like finding the personnel for these kind of these kind of projects, you, would you say it's like a, a tough process handling personalities? Because like you say on the film, people want to trust you and be like, okay, well, you've done a film before, so just go. And it's like, well, then how do you kind of build your team around that ethos so that you're all kind of on the same page? So I suppose you've got to, well, I always like to work with people that are um, A, easy to work with and B, talented, um, but especially on films, it's a lot of sitting around, it's a lot of doing nothing. So you've really got to have people that are there to um, work, um, enjoy it and be super professional, especially when you're on set with, you know, um, big people like Hugh Jackman and Zendaya and Zac Efron, because we have to deal with them as well. So you want the people, the dancers or the other actors, whatever, to kind of be there for you. So you can kind of, um, uh, deal with all the actors and everything as well to give you their time. Um, so I suppose it's just about picking people that um, want to be there and want to do it. I, if someone's got attitude and stuff, I'm just, even if they're amazing, just not worth it. No. I'm on set to be fair or on any job really. Mm. Nah. It doesn't matter how talented you are because there's always somebody else just as talented with a better personality and a better attitude. So you can never just rest on being good. You have to be nice. Yes, you have to be all rounded. Yeah. And I think I'm pretty nice when I work with people. You're I'm very like, patient. I'm I'm hardcore. <laughs> He's so nice. <laughs> you are very patient. I mean, we've we've been we've been telling a lot of um, 
you know, people via our masterclasses and blogs and things that, you know, BVs isn't, is no longer step touch, you know, that it's, you know, it's, no, no, it's definitely not. Bless you, Kate, Katie. <laughs> so Katie comes in, has come in a few oh, times um, to, you know, step into a, a role. And then we're just going over the show and poor Katie stood there and she's like, um, Jen, I've, I've not done this before. And we're just, she's just sort of navigating herself. If there's a space on stage, she's like, okay, that's where I'll stand. Okay, they're all moving, move, where's the next space? It's literally like hot potato. She's just trying to find place. I'm like, I'm so sorry, Katie, I'll get over it, go over it with you in a minute. But you do so well because you weren't there for the tour rehearsal, but oh, then you have to step in and you straight in. I, oh, yeah. I just remember the first experience of, of being with Team Kylie and then I had, um, it wasn't you, Jen, but it was one of the other female dancers. And we were in a line and we just had to sort of like lean over and I'd forgotten to lean. So I just felt this hand on my back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, thank goodness I was at the end of the line, so it might have looked like it was semi supposed to happen, but it was just. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but no, thank oh, you. Bless you. Um, no, it's not just a step dig anymore. No, but I love your patience though, because obviously we are not trained dancers. So for us, you know, it's easy for us to sing and harmonise, and we're, I guess we're both in awe of each other because it's like I have no idea how Ash just Ash Ash just showed yeah, you once blow out a tune I wouldn't be able to sing a note <laughs> when I when I've been listening to you guys and I actually hear the breakdown of what you guys are singing because we're all bopping away and singing along to the main you know the main track but when I actually hear dissected what you have to sing I'm like oh my god yeah I could never do that <laughs> just sit in that harmony for the whole six <laughs> minutes no and then obviously adding dancing on top no. um, is like you know, oh, for, for us, no, for us no. it's a bit like <laughs> it's a bit like that but what i want to say is that you you working with you to you're so patient mm. um and resilient and actually it's so nice working with you because you sharpen our toolbox as well you know we never got into this thinking oh you know we're not going to be spinning on our heads like beyonce and but i welcome it it's great um so it's nice that even in your choreography it's so sensitive to what we do um even what yeah. you choreograph for kylie Kylie always sings life and always is able to just nail this and look like she's also spinning on her head. And I'm just like, brilliant. Yeah, I love that she always sings live. I think it's great because she probably could yeah. not if she wanted to. Like, it is really good. I don't know. I think you have to be like, I look at you guys and go, oh my God, I couldn't do that. And I can't, I can't sing it and do it. So you've kind of got to go, oh, is that okay for you guys to do that? while you sing that so you you know uh, and then you go maybe it's not i need to stand there and sing that note and then do this so i think you have to be patient and and you always kind of ask me before the girls get in there you're like jen do you think that'll be all right <laughs> and not that i bow out not that i bout it out at all but i kind of like do it myself and I go i think that's okay i think that'll be all yeah, right if you can break not too hard <laughs> or if we do do a bit boppy and i'm like we can't do that bit <laughs> they definitely might be able to do that bit it's too boppy um, so in terms of what Adatone was asking you guys just a little further back there um in in like your teams but can we just talk about what you both look for when you're auditioning people because i know loads of people that will be listening to this will think i'd love the opportunity to get in front of ashley and jen 
but like in an audition room say they've got that far what is it that you're looking for can you can you define that or is it just I can't even describe it it's just whatever happens on the day but we talked about the personality side but obviously when you're just watching someone aesthetically and just seeing them what yeah I don't know what I was just gonna say no, I always find this question kind of hard because you kind of go, oh, what are you looking for? I suppose it really depends on um, the job. So like um, Kylie, if we're doing Kylie's tour, you figure out where you are, what that tour is going to look like and dance-wise how it's going to feel. So if I was doing that, usually I'm probably, I like all-rounders, so people that can do loads of different styles, especially with like a tour with Kylie, you don't just do, I don't know, it's not all hip hop, it's not all contemporary, yeah. it's not all, it's basically, we were doing disco, we were doing country, we were doing like, there's so many, we were doing contemporary, so many different elements. So I think I always look for someone that can do it all really in a really good way. You get a lot of dancers or people that are um, great at, hip hop but they can't really do anything else or they're amazing contemporary dancers but that's probably about it and I think all the jobs I do films Kylie even with Robbie it's so many different styles like with Rob we do a 60s number then they're all sexy boxing girls then and then we're on point then they're on point shoes doing like party like a Russian like it's so you'll just work so much more if you've got more styles up your sleeve so yeah, that's yeah. probably I'm just kind of patting myself on the back, going, "Yeah, that's 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 what I'd look for." <laughs> yeah. I'd agree with that. I'd agree with Ash, but also I like I like, and I know Ashley does, but I like clean people as well. Um, like hygienically yeah. clean, you mean? <laughs> no, yeah, like really good hygiene. No, uh, clean um, dance-wise, in terms of like you know executing the the moves that Ash has given them in the way that Ash wants it. I feel like there is a little divide at the moment between individuality in dancers and them doing their own thing, which is incredible. And then when they actually take on the choreography to do it like Ash and how Ash is asking for it, add a little bit of their own spark, but not too much that it takes away the essence of what the choreography is. And I feel like that is a, that's something that Dances at the minute are slightly missing the mark mm. on for me. I could be wrong, but right now I just feel like they need to just add a bit more um, cleanliness in yeah, it's, it's to their like dance. Yeah, the technique. Yeah, technique. The technique and like you, say, you have to be a technician. You have to like watch that, a choreographer like a hawk and be like, "Oh, that's where he wants that arm. That's where that leg needs to be." So I can give him that, mm. but then I'll give him my performance along with it mm. that makes it mine while still honouring what I've been given to I love show. Yeah. I mean very similar. Yeah, I, I think very similar to mm. us Yeah, you know. is it? Yeah, we have to we have to vocal ghost a lot. We have to copy what we hear. My favourite thing, you know I love to copy. <laughs> Yet add our own thing. So we we yeah. never sound we never sound exactly like the artist but we sound 95 percent. but that five percent yeah. might be a little bit more vib or a little bit more you know kind of sort yeah of maybe a bit more weight like i would say i'm i'm min's weight in a way 
the heavier part of, of her vocal and then while yeah. is the lighter part so it's all kind of the, the science of it like you say you know so just very much like you we can't just come in and be like ah, 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 well that's not what was yeah that's great that wasn't that wasn't the brief um, yeah so yeah so yeah you know in a similar way that makes yeah that that sounds really similar to us um yeah and not. how do you think that um i know we touched on earlier about rejection um with auditions and things like that but what do you think the psychology is behind what you do so not just balancing rejection kind of balancing touring um you know not seeing family and friends you know loved ones partners how do you kind of get your head in the game and know that you're not going to see these these people for a long time because you guys rehearse even longer than the band and singers do you know you're always kind of first in last out you know how do you how does that affect you psychologically Oof. probably gonna sound really weird but i think because you're there doing something that you absolutely love yeah it's actually kind of okay <laughs> like, and your friends and family know how much you love and how much you've put your heart and soul and every single day that you've been on the planet into it so for you to miss something it's they they approve of it it's like yeah great okay sorry you gotta work that's all good because like Ash says, they know how much we love like, it. I just, I, sometimes I wake up before rehearsals, like it's like Christmas. I'm like, oh, I can't wait. And I don't think that- <laughs> I put an outfit out on my bed yeah. yesterday. Like, a lot of people don't have that in their life for work. Like I just absolutely love what we do, which I think in turn makes it easier to kind of be away for big stints or, you know, um, be on the road or um, stuff like that. And I think, for us too you kind of end up working with your friends like your best friends are usually yeah. on the job which helps a lot you know to kind of get through the long hours and all that kind of stuff i think we just have too much fun so we really we actually do speak about that a lot like even when we're in rehearsals ashley's like nobody has this much fun at work is this okay like, are this we supposed not to have okay this we're just having fun. <laughs> No, I think that's winning. You're winning. You're winning at life. Like you have your job, which is actually a career, and you're absolutely loving it. Yeah, I know. And then we go so home. We have a day off, and we meet up on the day off as well. That's brilliant. So you're like you're actually curating your family as you're working. Totally, and I think as, you, as I've gotten a bit older in the work, you kind of end up working with your people. So over those years, they turn into your kind of family and your friends and stuff. So you kind of end up your whole life's in interconnected with the work you know they're your family they're your friends like yeah so does that ever get sticky no 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 it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> i know uh, weird isn't it that's I mean, so good it's just bizarre but, <laughs> but yeah because yeah, some some parts of our industry i mean you know in some camps it can be quite incestuous you know like you know when you spend all that time together but it sounds like you've got a really nice balance and i guess respect is the base of it just respecting each other yeah, i think we've always surrounded ourselves you end up you end up finding who works for you and with you so you end up around people that you want to hang out with and nice and good workers and stuff like that so i don't know it kind of just ends up all being great and cool with everyone yeah i think we've been pretty lucky like that are you both 
come across any prejudice in your industry nowadays, like in this current climate, just especially because you've obviously created this environment, which sounds idyllic, actually, it's almost like the perfect, perfect <laughs> scenario. But yeah, do you ever come across things where you're like, oh, hold on a second, like someone's like a third party comes in and suddenly they're like, yeah, that person, we're not really sure. And then what, you know, as, as the choreographer, what would you do? Like, do you come across anything like that? Do you mean like from like record labels and stuff? Or do you just mean people that kind of come in? Like are there, do you still, yeah. Do you still find with like external people, you might have your, your team and then suddenly mm. somebody from the label comes and says, yeah, I'm not sure about that girl. Ashley, yeah, that girl needs to go. Oh yeah, that has, I think mm. probably years ago, it's happened where, you know, I've wanted my people and they've gone, no, they're not the right look. We don't want them. And you're like, ah, oh, okay. So then I've got to go, okay, get these people, blah, blah, blah. And I've probably not really worked with them. So it's kind of can be a bit, you know, I don't know what they're going to be like on the job. Are they going to, you know, be nice to the artist? Are they going to do that? So that's a bit scary for me, but I think as it's gone on and you kind of get a little bit more, um, what's the word? I suppose people just respect you a bit more and, I'm, and I can kind of get to a point where I go, no, I want this person. Mm. Trust me, you're gonna, you'll know when they're on the job that they yeah, are gonna be us. good for you. Like, I suppose back in the day, I would have just yeah. gone, yeah, no worries, whatever you want kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, but now you can kind of get to a point where I'm like, no, trust me, this is how, and they kind of go, oh, okay, you know, yeah. we'll trust you on that. Yeah. That's the scary part when they want someone and I've not worked with them because, being with an artist or on set or whatever it can be you know you don't know what they're going to be like as a person even yeah. besides their talent yeah yeah mm. and how do you think okay you guys collectively how long do you think you've been doing your like working on your career oh god <laughs> oh, so 20 yeah. years I suppose I started dancing with Kylie when I was 17, so 23 years ago. About 20 years. I started years, choreographing yeah, about 16 years ago. I think when I was younger, I always knew what I kind of wanted to do, but never was like, I want to do this. You just kind of go with it and it kind of happened. You work hard, but it kind of just happened. So, yeah, a long time, long time. And, I'm old. Okay. <laughs> you really don't look it, but um, <laughs> really, it's both fabulous. But what is this? What I wanted to know, what has this done to your body? Because, I mean, Katie and I, we can testify to when we want to prep for a tour, there are some things we've got to do physically to be able to sing and keep up. Um, and we, we, we use, it's a physical thing to sing. So we try and look after ourselves as much as possible. Maybe up our cardio to be able to, you know, just breathe better and, you know, withstand all the dancing and singing. But you guys are so consistently on it physically how on earth do you keep up and what has it done to your body over the years like what do you have to do to be able to maintain the level in the day did nothing and i suppose that's actually one regret that i i wish i was into fitness when i was 20 like i'd go to the gym and train a little bit or uh run or whatever but i think when you're in your 20s dancing you're like i'm doing enough exercise and you just do it you don't warm up you just go and you go and you just yeah. you could do a tour and great i won't warm up and then i'm gonna go out and drink 
all night. <laughs> yeah. And then as you get a bit older, you go, oh, okay, the, this is kind of going a bit. So you start, you've got to warm up before you actually do something. And then as you even get a bit older, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I must say that's one kind of thing I regret back. I wish I had kept up my fitness training when I was in my 20s because, you know, like warming up, warming down, massages, all of it. Never did any of that. None of it. No. And my, my diet was terrible. I didn't use, I just used to eat fast food, carbs, chocolate, sweet. Like that's how I get through my day at work and even not at work it would just literally be junk food so now in the last few years I'm I eat very healthy and very clean so I, I kind of same as Ash I kind of wish I'd have done that I think as you get older you feel the sooner. body kind of start going and you're like ah, oh, okay it's not gonna last forever so you really do have to take care of it yeah well because you guys are athletes you might yeah. not be like running around a field but you're you're literally Totally. Your bodies all the time for yeah. your job and dancing so much different to just running for 5k like you can kind of get into a rhythm 5k doing like 15 minutes of full-on like pop music dancing is like hardcore <laughs> on the lungs and everything yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> muscles and things that you just never otherwise think were no. there. yeah yeah exactly. i mean i'm at 40 now and my i, I feel the it gets a little ouchy oh oh <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that and I'm not a dancer. <laughs> you mentioned sciatica, Jen. I'm like, I've been limping around for the last few weeks. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really get any ouchies. Oh, well, that's because you're an athlete. See? And you're very bendy you're and very like... flexible. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> how have you been? <laughs> I'll put that Thank on my <laughs> CV. <laughs> Jen, not ouchie. Yeah. Very bendy. <laughs> Um, how have you both been with, well, with everything, but particularly with your physical um, fitness and just within lockdown, like how's that been treating you both? Oh, this is a bit weird to say, but we were on a film before and when you're on a film, you literally do like 15 hour days, 5 a.m. to, you know, get home at 8 p.m. And then we kind of got shut down, obviously, and then we went into lockdown. And the first couple of weeks was quite nice because it was like, oh, okay, I'm going to get some sleep and blah, blah, blah. And then I just got into fitness, really. I'd get up and do like a yoga class. Then I'd go for a run. Then I'd come back. The routine was set, eat lunch. Then I'd do a few weights in the afternoon. It just turned into like crazy fitness. I think as dancers, you just want to go all the time. And when you can't go and, you know, work and dance around, you've got to find some other avenue to kind of do. I mean, Jen ran 12K every day. Yeah, I ran 12K every day. Since lockdown, I was like, okay, because we are, we are, we're like giant puppies. Like, we need to be walked. Dancers need to be walked. I can't just sit in my cage. I have to be walked. So I was like, I'm going to just try and run. And I got this little route and it was 12K and I've done it every morning since. Jesus. What? I did it this morning before I go to work. That's amazing. Wow. And and considering that kind of exercise is different, even though it's still fitness and, and um, cardiovascular work. I mean, that's that's amazing to do that and then do a full day. Yeah. I've got to see my mates in the morning, Katie. 
I've got new mates. <laughs> got this old lady that waves at me. I've got another couple that say they worry about me if they don't see me on the run. Um, and a family that have dogs that run with me. That's amazing. I mean, that's motivating. So I've got to see my mates. <laughs> I've got to see my mates. <laughs> I do it for them. <laughs> with lockdown, how it's affected you. How has it affected your industry? Just the difference in um, pay gap between um, bands, um, you know, dancers and everything. Has it become more apparent as Corona has hit that actually, you know, as an industry, things need to be changed and, you know, shaken up? Like, you know, how has, how has lockdown affected your, your, your genre? Massively. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, obviously live performances just gone but like I don't even know when that will happen um theaters is just you know that's probably not going to be for next year we've been quite lucky because of film and tv that stuff's starting to go back up and it can be controlled in that kind of way which is good the pay gap thing I've just I just I've never really understood <laughs> why dancers are always just at the bottom even when it comes to hotel rooms they always seem to think that dancers want to share rooms <laughs> Like, I just... To clarify, we do not want to share rooms. We are adults. So bizarre. We are children. Yeah. But I must say, it has actually, the last couple of years, it's changed and it's gotten better. That stuff doesn't really happen. I mean, the pay on film for dancers is actually quite good because you end up with buyouts and stuff like that. Um, I think with tours, it's getting better. It's gotten a lot better than what it was. Um, yeah, it's always been a weird one with the whole big kind of... We're, we're quite lucky. Like, Ash, you always get the, the companies that you work with and we, in turn, dance for, are amazing. I think that we're looked after really well. Yeah, and, um... we've been lucky because when you work with stuff, people like Kylie and Robbie, they're big, established artists that can probably afford it, obviously, more than, you know, someone that's just kind of coming up. So we've been lucky to forge those relationships and kind of say, no, I think it should be this or they need that or stuff like that. And you listen to, yeah. And I love all the things you've put together for everyone, you know, like the choreographer challenge. Um, yeah. And like yeah. Yes. Raising awareness. If anyone's, if anyone's listening to this or, you know, tell your friends, uh, there's um, on Instagram, there's the Dancers Network at Dancers Network and they're doing a Dancers Relief Fund. Mm where um, they are trying to get some money together. There's a, I think the target's 15,000 to um, fund dancers that might need help with their um, rent or any work on living sort of uh, finances in this time. That was quite fun that, I hate doing those things, but it ended up being quite fun. And then Kylie, obviously, she's not. She wasn't working, so she kind of got right behind it, which was amazing. Was really oh cool. my god, she the was so as well. <laughs> she sent me the video. There was one video because Kylie had done it twice, and she was like, "Jen, I've recorded it. I don't think I set up my camera right, and it was literally just her little tushy and her little left leg because she'd set up the camera just slightly off. So she's like, I'm just going to film it again. <laughs> very Bless cute. her. That's so. That's so <laughs> nice. It's like, I love. And like you said, you know, because you're a community and your family, you know, I love how you've just come together for each other. Like in that way. Yeah, dancers are good like that, actually. They do really like, their community is like um, really good. And everyone the last like year has really come together to try and make, you know, good changes in the industry for dancers. Because most of the time they just end up bottom of the pile. 
always there, there. like rehearsing more underpaid sharing rooms <laughs> it's just it's in crazy. an industry that's very like it, it is aesthetic based like looking the show is a physical thing like dancers are on stage why should they be the last people to be thought of when they are making the show yeah it's almost like you get to a point in your career like we were speaking about earlier where you've done some really massive things that most people have heard of and then you might want to go um, just FYI, I, this is who you're dealing with. Like, it's almost like- and That's exactly <laughs> what I say. I'm like, this is who you're <laughs> You know who I am. <laughs> Excuse me. Do you, but, but, you, but in all seriousness though, I think as we all age, um, there is this kind of, even for singers, there's this constant battle of recognition and going, sorry, can we just get a minute to appreciate the experience that we have? I know this is all about kind of what's new, what's fresh, who's yeah. new on the scene. It's like, but there's a lot to be said for, you know, all the experience that we have and what we bring to the table because yeah. of that. And I do feel like it's a bit of an upward climb for, for us all to kind of, I mean, just maintain a fee, let alone getting any kind of pay rise or bonuses or, um, yeah, like, upgrades on flights um, when you're flying past a certain amount of hours. Um, totally, that never used to happen for no. any of the dancers, ever, like ever, no. Especially when they want you to fly, land there and then like go to rehearsal. And you're like, I've just sat up in a chair my, for 24 My legs hours. are like elephants, but now I've got to dance for six hours. <laughs> Can't feel my little toe. <laughs> yeah, full It's really hard. I've got to a stage in my life where I'm like, I think I'm just about ready to say, no, no, I'm, I, someone else will do it. I don't want to do it anymore. Sometimes I think you do need to. It's a hard balance because obviously our work is, you know, it comes and goes. Sometimes you're doing nothing. So you're like, oh, I've got to take it because I've got to pay my rent. But I think sometimes you've just kind of got to go, no, actually, I'm not going to do that because of this yeah. or that. No, just say no, peeps. Just say <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> That has actually been a common thread so far with a lot of people we've spoken to just learn to say no, like it's okay. Mm. Something else will come along. Like don't lower your, you know, your standards or put yourself out to the point of, you know, not loving what you do anymore. Yeah, that's true. As soon as you start not loving mm. what you're doing, it's time to have a look at what you, what's going on. It's, it's a bit like what Jen was saying. I, I love, I love that. Um, I love working with people and being inspired by people who just still want to make what they do really excellent and keep the standard up. And I found in lockdown, I've done so many um, like lockdown sessions where I've just kind of jumped on logic, recorded a load of stuff for people who are my friends. And it's all been fine because they're my friends and I'm doing it just because I want to just keep motivation and keep some kind of traction going for maybe social media and my own sanity. But fundamentally, I've been working for free for four months now. And I'm starting to think, how's this going to fare when we all get back to work? You know, <laughs> all, those, all those, yes, sure, yeah, I'll do it, no worries. And then suddenly I'm asking for money for it and it's like going to go down like a lead balloon. Oh. Yeah, you know so I'll just say, no. <laughs> <laughs> just say no, no lockdown is over no more freedom um, yeah so um I was gonna ask you both if if you don't mind for people listening who are either starting in their careers in the dance world 
um, let's just imagine uh, COVID won't, you know, linger for years to come. Um, where are the places that you would both recommend, like faculties, um, certain schools? Are you allowed to like shout out anything, any particular place that you would say this place is amazing or um, any particular skills that they're required to have in order to stand a chance in becoming successful dancers or choreographers? Uh, I think for me, I don't really, I mean, I mean, there's loads of classes out there. I suppose the one place that I always end up, young people that end up auditioning, seeing it all come from Erdang. Yeah, I think for me, for what we do, a lot of good people have come out of there for the stuff that we do, the kind of commercial world of dance. Um, they seem to... I don't know, they do produce some really good like dancers. I think because it's a bit more young and fresh and it's kind of aimed at our industry. It's not so much a musical theatre place. It's not so much like a kind of more drama or more ballet. It's kind of like it's aimed at the kind of commercial industry and they bring out quite a lot of good people. A lot of people that are on Kylie have come out of there, like Ben and Kane, they're all really like, they're all from Erdang. So I'd probably, for me, I'd say Erdang for what we do is probably one of the best ones. Yeah. Or the best one. Yeah. Not so much um, like a a college or anywhere, because like Ash said, I think a lot of them are musical based or they don't really get the whole all rounded thing quite right. So I think if someone would want to start their career, go to people's classes like Sean Niles class, Dean Lee's class, um, Lucas McFarlane, like those people get people watching like they put it on their Instagram and then Jerry and Ash will see them and be like did you see this girl in in um, um, Sean's class on Instagram and that's where they'll get seen they will get seen by people like Coots and other agencies so just try and find some good classes of some good people through the um, Instagram and hopefully they'll get seen in class wherever mm -hmm. the class may be yeah now that's amazing because i think i think a lot of people ask yeah the first thing is like where can i go who, who, who is it that i need to be in front of especially now when they might not be able to get well hopefully that might be starting to change classes might be opening back up again but um yeah, it's same for singers i'm just like find out who's working in each other's bands and just put the dots together yeah i think it's definitely more yeah. you know not where shall i go it's who shall i go to you right. know like whose classes because mm. there's there's great um studios out there but they don't necessarily all all the good ones are at one and all the not so great ones are at another they're all over so it's who should you go to not where for dance mm. anyway. amazing okay fantastic well thank you so much guys it has been thanks for having yeah. us it's been so great so so great to to connect with you as well um lockdown has been pretty tough and it's weird just connecting with people on zoom like this um, i can't i can't wait to to actually physically be able to hug you and um sending you lots of love and yeah i hope that your film goes amazingly well we can't wait to see it when is it when is it out november november on Netflix, this one's Netflix. Yeah. On Netflix, and it's, yeah, it's all black cast, which is just going to be amazing. So Incredible. it's going to be super cool. Yeah. Oh, great stuff! Thank you Thank so you much. Guys. Thanks, everybody. This was uh, the Vocal Code Unlocked with um, Ashley Wallen and Jen Griffin. Thank you so much for joining us, guys, and um, enjoy the rest of your week. And we'll see you next time. Bye.
Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye